0: what's going on everybody this is another episode of the Post gaming report podcast i am your host jvb so i really don't have any topics today because there's just too much stupidity running rampant within the gaming community you have journalists acting stupid and i talked about that in the last episode so i'm not going to regurgitate it you have content creators who have Somewhat of a following acting, you know, even dumber and using that following to just further their, you know, revenue money on YouTube, I guess. And then you have a slow week in news. E3 has come and gone. E3 wasn't as impactful as it used to be. And so people are just scrounging for any type of news, coming up with their own news based on what they thought somebody said. You have people saying that, you know, PlayStation folks are sad because they're not getting Starfield. <laughs> now, you know, let's think about that one. As it stands, the PlayStation 5, if you if own a PlayStation 5, right, and you picked up Ratchet & Clank, which came out, you know, what, a, a week and a half ago or something? Why would you be sad that Starfield is a Xbox exclusive that is coming out sometime in 2022? Who in their right mind would think like that? And if you are thinking like that, if you are sad, please grow up and please lock yourself away from the public view because you're stupid. That's as plain and simple as I can put it. But I I, I I doubt that people are going to think that way unless you're a specific journalist for Forbes and you're just throwing out clickbait and hoping that it catches. And unfortunately, it's the type of shit that does catch in today's society and in today's, you know, quote unquote, journalistic. Uh, you know, I hate to use the word journalist when it comes to people who write about video games because a journalist is supposed to do their research. They're supposed to know every aspect of what they are writing about. With these specific video game writers, that's what I'm going to call them, people who write video game, uh, about video games, people who cover video games, right? Any Tom, Dick, and Harry can do it if you can form a sentence. I hate to say it. That's just how it is. So... A journalist, and I, I hate to bring up Jason Schreiber or Schreier, he is as close to what a journalist is supposed to do as it gets. He has written articles. He claims to have done his research, done a lot of interviews with people within, you know, that that, that matter within the story, within the context of what he's writing about. He claims he's done all that, so... That's as close to a journalist as it's going to get when it comes to the video game industry. And that is pretty fucking sad. So I have a certain level of respect for journalists. I know a few of them who write for actual web uh, newspapers or websites that used to be print only web. Uh, newspapers So to call yourself a journalist And you write about video games And you write about You know You write for You know A, a fucking website Like GameSpeed or something Please Don't call yourself a journalist You're doing A disservice to those Who are really Journalists Get over yourself You know Please Get over yourself I'm trying not to curse as much And insult people But I'm in that fucking mood So There was a topic on Twitter and I've been going through and I've been having a lot of fun blocking people and then doing like a screen cap or, you know, like screen recording when I block people. Like I blocked Xbox, Aaron Greenberg, you know, people from the PlayStation, you know, who are PlayStation centric folks. I've blocked them too for saying stupid shit because I don't want to see stupid shit on my timeline, but it regardless of how many people I block somehow some way it's stupidity shows up on my timeline so it gives me more ammunition or more people to block and so I'll do this video capture of me blocking people and then I'll put you know something a little commentary a little reason why and There are people that I actually know that I'm cool with that sometimes I'm close to blocking them and making, you know, making them another victim because of the shit they say that I know they don't fucking believe. But everybody, especially on social media, is accustomed to saying shit so that it can catch some fire and they can get attention. (laughs) So it seems like the attention. Matters more than the integrity you put behind what you say. So this dude yesterday, somehow the topic of Game Pass versus PlayStation Now showed up on my timeline and somebody put, you know, some dude put, hey, you you know, you're doing your best to try to downplay Game Pass, but it's great, blah, blah, blah. And then he puts a photo of, all of these games under Game Pass. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of games. Let me take a look at this photo. And what this genius did was make a bunch of categories (laughs) that put... (laughs) He put, like, for example, Halo 3. He put it under, like, various categories. (laughs) So... It made it seem like Game Pass had a thousand fucking games. When in reality, he was just reusing games and throwing them under different categories. For example, local multiplayer was a category. A category called His Favorites was in there. (laughs) Multiplayer. Story-driven. Buddy. Co-op. You know, like all of these made-up categories... He threw them in there and made it seem like Game Pass had this incredible library. Meanwhile, you look closely, Halo was in, was in like six different categories. And so was Assassin's Creed. So was Ori and the Blind Forest. So I questioned him, like, how is, how, how are some of these games in so many different categories? And then his response was, a game could be in uh, considered different genres. So I left it at that. And then, of course, somebody else jumped in and said, you're called him an idiot, which he is. Because when games are put up for an award, the same game is not put in 10 different categories because those who are voting for the game figured, you know what, I think this game should be here. No, a multiplayer game is a multiplayer game. A first-person shooter is a first-person shooter. You can't throw in a third-person shooter and say, um, oh, no, it's a, it's a shooter, right? Me, personally, I would say shooter of the year and throw in third-person and, and, and first-person, but just to make things more competitive, by the way. But you can't say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, this third-person game, I'll throw it into... Uh, first person because you're still shooting a gun you know like that's how he was making this list so you're seeing a lot of stupidity like that but it's catching fire it's getting attention you see the th- you see the retweets you see the likes that those types of posts receive and it's like damn we're in trouble man <laughs> and it's not getting better it's just people are now figuring out that you know if i do a certain thing i'm gonna get attention like i stated before if you really want to get some popularity on Twitter and YouTube make a pro Xbox channel, but make sure you're speaking badly about the PlayStation. You could never say shit about the Xbox, but if you talk badly about the PlayStation, you're going to get clicks and you're going to get likes, and then you're going to get the attention of those PlayStation defenders. So you're constantly getting, getting views and revenue. If you got your shit, you know, uh, under the monetization program, so yeah, that's the success. That's the key to success. If you if you want to take that route, or you can you know take pride in the things you say and stand by your beliefs and be like me. You know, I get I get some people who interact with me who agree with me and some people who don't. But we still have civil conversations. But I don't really get that much heat or attention as I used to. That's because I don't don't dwell on my relationships with publishers or developers or, you know, the head of Xbox. And that's the other thing, right? Like, I spoke about journalists and content creators. And a lot of these people are close with Aaron Greenberg, Phil Spencer, Major Nelson. And I know this for a fact. This is how Xbox operates. I know this very well. Okay, folks? I've been involved in this. And to give Xbox props, back in the 360 days, they really made the community an integral part of the brand. They got us involved. That's how I got into all this. And then, for obvious reasons, they just got rid of the Xbox team. They got rid of the you know, the, the the community events they used to throw. Of course, that stuff costs money, and hey, they did it for a reason, right? It was kind of hard to imagine that type of thing going on for too long, so you got to be realistic. But when it comes to keeping relationships and making it so that your buddy-buddy with some of the more popular content creators or some of the more popular members within the gaming community. That's something that Xbox has always done within themselves, meaning that someone like Aaron Greenberg, who, by the way, was the one who brought up the NPDs back in the days, was bragging about sales, bragging about numbers. And then the community of people who followed him was doing the same. So all of a sudden, you know, none of this matters anymore, right? You fucking hypocrites. So, a guy like Aaron Greenberg is famous for using his relationships with these people and using them to help push his narrative. It is proven. It is something that I experienced. I went to an event and I think I have spoken about this before where I had a, you know, with DJ Irie and some other DJ in Miami and I was putting together the Xbox 360s and showing them how to play Halo 3 and hanging out with them, right? till the party was over. That's the type of thing they do. That's called appealing to an influencer. DJ Irie is huge within the Miami Heat organization and in Miami period. So... I am seeing all of this again. I'm seeing how all of a sudden IGN and Forbes and some of these other websites who claim to be journalists are suddenly pushing Game Pass as if Game Pass hasn't been around since 2017, I think, or some shit like that. All of a sudden it's new and innovative, but Game Pass has been around for quite some time. It's nothing new. Now it's highlighted because it is the only strength that xbox has right now and so there's no coincidence that websites popular content creators are suddenly pushing the narrative of game Game pass but meanwhile they're not telling you that hey we received like a lifetime subscription to game pass now i'm over exaggerating with the lifetime thing but if you look at some of the timelines of these people, you'll see that they got little gift packages with Game Pass subscriptions uh, sent to them. Okay? Just look around. All of that is there. So it brings me back to the head of Microsoft, Natella. Natalia, Nutella. I, I always mispronounce his name, so I'm sorry. So... Look, I'm a, I am invest... I'm a shareholder of Microsoft stock, so I'm not necessarily bashing the company. Now, I'm stalling here a little bit because I want to go and find a photo that I took. Uh, and it's going to lead me to my topic. So let me see if I find a screenshot. And it also gives me... His full name, uh, Satya Nadella. Now, guys, I have brain damage. (laughs) I have a brain injury. So bear with me, okay? So Satya Nadella, okay? He has been given a promotion. He has... He's the top dog for Microsoft. And what made him successful and what has pushed Microsoft to, you know, making more revenue and stuff like that, is that he pushed, he began pushing Azure. He began utilizing what made Microsoft Microsoft, which is services like, you know, it's 360 suite, you know, which has Word and, you know, Excel, um... All of these services that are now cloud-based for Microsoft, it's everywhere, right? In all computers, schools, businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where Microsoft has made its, its success. And so he began to really utilize their strength, which is Azure, which is their cloud service, their servers. They've been acquiring Countless servers, right? Like countless companies that specialize in servers. They're making it their top gun. So there's no coincidence that ever since Nadella has been uh, the big cheese. Now he's the big cheese, right? He's now, you know, the Bill Gates. Uh, He took over for Bill Gates, basically, right? That's the position he has. He's the top dog. But before that, he made sure that everything Microsoft was going to do going forward was going to be within that Azure cloud-based service. And that is why you see the push for Game Pass. This is no accident. This is all Nadella. This is not Phil Spencer. And I hate to tell it to you guys, to you fucking Phil Spencer fanatics, stalkers, whatever you want to call yourselves. Being that I'm a shareholder, annually, we get to vote for certain people to keep their positions. Nadella was one of them. I had the power to vote Nadella in or against, right? For or against to keep that position. Now, I'm a small investor within the company. There are people with millions of shares of Microsoft stock. Those are the majority of shareholders. Those those type of shareholders have a say. They have an actual say as to what goes on. Because I hear all this talk of, Microsoft needs to, you know, Xbox needs to please shareholders. Meanwhile, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. So I'm a small shareholder, but I still own a portion of the company, right? That's what it means to own a share of a stock. So I had to... I was invited electronically to vote for certain people to keep their positions, yay or nay, against or for is how they word it. Guess who wasn't in that list of people? Well, you know, I guess you figured it out. Phil Spencer, which tells you his, like, like people have been saying, oh no, he's more than just the head of Xbox. He's a big deal now. Listen. If he wasn't on that list, that means he is not as big of a deal as you people think. That is plain and simple. Nadella is the top dog, and Phil Spencer is his little lap dog. <laughs> it's his little partner that he uses to be the face of Xbox. There's no mistake why Nadella that or, or that Nadella is suddenly involved at E3 and all this shit wearing a halo t-shirt or sweater and pushing game pass. That is the direction they want to go. And I'm talking about Microsoft, not Xbox, Microsoft. And once again, I've stated this many times before. When people like Jay Allard, Peter Moore, etc., when those people left, people with video game industry experience, when they left, it was for a reason. And I strongly believe it to this day that they left because of creative freedom, because they had an answer to someone who really didn't know shit about video games, and they had the final say. And in my opinion, Phil Spencer could give two shits, whether they believe in the industry and in, in the integrity of video games. My man is just happy to be there and good for him. He is the mouthpiece for whatever Nadella says. Nadella is keen and focused on pushing azure and microsoft's cloud-based services and that is what the future of xbox is going to be it doesn't get any clearer than that i posted that article of nadella's promotion on twitter and of course it didn't catch any fucking you know heat nobody retweeted it or liked it i think a few people might have But none of the bigger websites, none of the popular quote-unquote influencers brought this up to their audience and made the, you know, put two and two together that this is why Game Pass suddenly is in the forefront of all of their mouths. It's not an accident. When you put two and two together, Nadella's vision for Microsoft as a whole and the push for Game Pass There's no accident. And some people might say, well, why did they buy Bethesda and all this shit? Well, a lot of people like to say, look at Netflix and look at what they've done. It's the same thing. You want content so that when Xbox becomes strictly an application and it becomes part of their 360 plan of apps and stuff like that, they got to pay per month. Like, so Microsoft uh, Word and, you know, other, you know, some of their other apps, you could buy that individually back in the day. Now, anymore, now is part of a subscription. So what makes you think that Xbox is not going to follow suit with Game Pass? If you think about it, their own web browser. <laughs> Windows Explorer, which, you know, a lot of us grew up with. It was the most popular Uh, web browser because we had windows right it it paled in comparison to google's website google's uh whatever right google search or whatever and they renamed it to edge microsoft edge i don't even know what they're using now maybe it's still microsoft edge but the fact is people rather use google's browser and to a point Google's even better than Safari. But Safari, at least, Apple has worked on it and made the right adjustments to make Safari more usable than it used to be. So with Microsoft, they've tried the Zoom. They've tried the tablet market. And, you know, the Surface, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a self-admitted Surface rt fanboy i owned the first two surface platforms i own a surface pro the original one and i even bought the surface 4 pro whatever right there's so many now but what happened the app store was trash and it paled in comparison to apple's app store and that's why the ipad is what it is because of the support that it received With the Surface Pro platform, it's more of a laptop than a tablet. But you can use it as a tablet if you feel like it. But in reality, most people use it as a laptop replacement. And it's a beautiful device. I still find it very attractive. So, they also have the laptop. They also have the desktop So, Apple, I mean, uh, Microsoft is still trying to stay relevant in the hardware market, right? They're still trying to make hardware for specific industries. And when you look at the big picture, they're not at the top of any of those industries when it comes to hardware. So, once again, it goes back to Xbox. You see why they are last place in the console industry when it comes to hardware sales when it comes to software sales, and when it comes to public perception. There's a reason why Sony is Sony and Nintendo are always at the top of their game. Because of the experience, because of the front office, because of the dedication they put into the craft of making video games and making video game consoles. They just didn't put together hardware and say, here's the most powerful console ever, and not put the proper... TLC behind it so (laughs) I've been a fan of Xbox for many years and I still give it the tough love it deserves because at one point the Xbox 360 was at the top of the the heap it was at the top of the hills, king of the hill uh, you know, going back to Halo and Halo, speaking about Halo Halo was everywhere Halo was the next big mascot Right, like that was Microsoft. Well, that was Xbox. That was that the mascot for head, Xbox. It was Master Chief. It was John One One Seven. And look what look at what's happening now with Master Chief and Halo. Now is going to be a free to play game for multiplayer. And I, last night I played um, Destiny Two because I have a new TV, so I have one hundred and 20 frames per second capability, so I wanted to test that out, and I played Warzone, and man, <laughs> if that's the direction Halo is going, man, I, I feel very bad, and I'm I feel very offended because what made Halo special was that was that ability or or the necessity to control certain points of the map and figure out how to get to to certain power weapons and control them, and there was so much. Depth. It was simple, right? It was simple. Control a certain part of the map, control certain power weapons. But getting there wasn't simple because the other team knew the same shit you knew. So it was a battle of wits. It was a battle of skill. It was a battle uh, a battle of strategy. You're not gonna get that with with Halo Infinite. Because it's free to play, it's going to be focused on bigger-based multiplayer games, and those type of games, you know what, it <laughs> becomes becomes uh, repetitive, right? You, you, I don't know. I'm I'm not too keen on those type of games, so I I still. I, when I think of Halo, I still remember the good old days of Halo 2, Halo 3 multiplayer. And I stick with that. And that's, that's to me, that's Halo. Not this shit we're going to see with Halo Infinite. So yeah, you know, it's just that plain and simple. With Nadella and his vision, Xbox will drop out of the hardware uh, department soon. Even though they stated, oh, we're going to continue making you know, video game consoles like you're used to seeing them. Look, we're going to see iterations, possibly, just the way the Surface platform makes iterations. They discovered a very good hardware design for the Surface platform. And I'm talking about the Surface Pro tablets, so, you know, hybrid tablets, right? It all started out with the Surface RT. The kickstand that popped out, but the Surface RT had horrible hard uh, software support, but the, the hardware was beautiful, and I was—I swore it was going to overtake the iPad because it just looked better than the iPad. It had the built-in kickstand that was part of the body, and then you could use the keyboard. And then when you were done with the keyboard, you could either pop it out magnetically, or you can flap it and use it as a screen protector. Right? It was beautiful elegant design and now you see that with the surface pro lineup they've kept that that design they've made a thinner one the pro x which looks i mean it looks dope but it has issues with compatibility and software so for every good thing microsoft does with hardware there's always something that Pushes it back from being better than its competitors, which is very frustrating, and it's been like that for many years, many many years for Microsoft. You look at the Surface Fold or whatever that that phone they have that you could flip it open and it folds open and close, and it, that design is freaking the best looking design for a phone I've seen in the market. But it's using shitty software, and it's not. It's not up to snuff when it comes to the important part, and that's the software. That is the user experience, and that is something that Microsoft has never gotten right when it came to hardware, and that is the user experience. Maybe the Zoom was close, and they dropped the Zoom. So when it comes to consoles, I'll, I'll say this one. I'll say this one last thing. Because it has to do with Game Pass, has to do with this new mentality of, oh, I'm not buying $70 games when I can play all these games that I never wanted to play before and all these new upcoming games. Well, the fact is, Microsoft hasn't brought out anything yet, day and date, that is exclusive. So I don't know what people have been talking about for the last, you know, four years with Game Pass. I mean, you could throw in grounded, you can throw in CFDs, crackdown three, but those were pieces of shit. So then you have the other side of people who are saying, well, you know, the industry is gonna go the direction of services, <laughs> and services like Game Pass will be the future. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, here we have Microsoft that that has brought the Xbox and had one generation where they succeeded. And actually, it was half of that generation with the Xbox 360. And from the Xbox One to the launch of the Xbox Series X, we haven't had that one game that pales in comparison to games like Ghost of Tsushima, Zelda Breath of the Wild... The Last of Us 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. We haven't had those titles, those impactful titles on the Xbox yet. Right? Since the 360 days, as a matter of fact. That is embarrassing. And then all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that because that company, that brand that hasn't done shit with their titles, that hasn't impacted the industry, moved the industry in one Numerous video games of the of the year awards. We're suddenly supposed to believe that that brand is going to dictate the future of video games. Come on, man. I mean, this is the type of shit that I <laughs> fucking get mad at because it's like, listen to what you're saying. Look at the big picture and reanalyze what you're saying, man. You're saying that a company like Nintendo that reinvigorated the the home console market, PlayStation, that introduced 3D gaming and has moved the industry forward with its video game quality. You're going to tell me that those two companies don't know what they're doing. That, (laughs) That the strategies that has been around since the 70s with video games, that that no longer works? that all of a sudden a streaming service like Game Pass is going to be the future because what, Xbox said so? Or a few fucking Xbox-centric podcasts that also own PS5s because they said so? I mean, think about it, right? And then people are like, oh, you know, it's getting expensive to buy games and consoles. So well then, you know what? Save your money and stop fucking bitching on social media. Save your money. Do what everybody, every normal person does. When they want something, if they cannot afford it right away, they save up. Or they sell shit they don't use anymore. And they buy it later on. Or they find it on sale and they buy it later. I still do that shit. And I couldn't easily go out and buy an Xbox Series X right now. But why? I would be wasting my money when I could play everything, with the exception of the medium, On my Xbox One that is collecting dust. Now, here's the final thing. You know, I said that 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Just because people can now take Uber wherever they want, right? It doesn't mean that Ferrari, Rolls Royce are going to stop making cars. And the reason why I bring those two, because they make some of the best vehicles in the world. Rolls-Royce, Bugatti, those are vehicles that you associate with people with wealth, right? They are high-quality vehicles, handmade materials, et cetera, et cetera. They're very expensive vehicles. You think Bugatti and Rolls-Royce are going to stop making vehicles because people can now take Uber? Or they can rent mopeds and travel? No, they're not going to stop. They love making high quality vehicles for those people who enjoy that type of car who can afford it. I'm not gonna get mad because I can't afford a fucking Ferrari. I'm not gonna go on social media and say, oh man, you know, I I would love a Ferrari. Too bad I can't fucking just drive it around for free or for 15 fucking dollars a month. This is bullshit. Who the fuck can afford a Ferrari? This needs to change, you know? Imagine me saying that shit and thinking I'm right. Please, somebody hit me in the other side of the head. you know? (laughs) I have a brain injury, and I think I have more fucking common sense than they do. These fucking people that all of a sudden think they know more about video games than those who have experienced it since the 70s, like myself. Since 1979, I'm 49 now. So when I was 7, I experienced Asteroids and that's 42 years of gaming that I have under my belt and these fucking dipshits are going to tell me that the future of video games is not Nintendo, is not Sony and that their methods don't work anymore, but Microsoft's and Xbox, their methods work even though they haven't had shit to show for it as far as quality since the Xbox 360 But it's okay to wait, right? (laughs) It's okay to wait. Like, here's the funny shit, right? I'm starting to see people starting to, like, get pissed off because Sony's not showing nothing. Sony's not making their own show yet. They're not announcing nothing new, right? I'm starting to see that escalate. So you know what's going to happen pretty soon. You know, IGN and Forbes and all these other, you know, know, so-called video game writers are going to start making a big deal out of this, right? Even though Ratchet & Clank came out less than two weeks ago. But still, Sony is too quiet. They need to, they need to uh, you know, say something. But what about the fact that Sony brought out one of the, if not the most beautiful game I've ever seen, ever? And I've been gaming for 42 years. <laughs> and not only does it look you know unbelievable it plays great the story is good we had that released less than two weeks ago and you motherfuckers are already bitching that sony doesn't have an event announced i mean come on like people come on stop falling for this shit stop letting these weirdos dictate what you're supposed to think about what you're supposed to focus on stop Letting people convince you that Game Pass is the fucking future. It's not. It's going to be in the future, right? Game Pass will exist in the future. It'll be part of the video game ecosystem. It will not replace the traditional method of... Of operation that has made Nintendo and Sony successful. It will not. So you motherfuckers need to stop saying that. And just accept the fact that it will be part of the way people can consume games if they choose to do it. Sony and Nintendo. They still love making video game hardware. And they still love releasing great content that wins awards. They... Take pride in that. And you motherfuckers are clowning them and clowning people who enjoy buying games for doing that. And that's freaking weird. So it just, it's just an indication of how screwed up our society is, especially on social media. That in itself should tell you that don't listen to anything you fucking read on social media Make up your own mind. If you enjoy the PlayStation, if you enjoy Nintendo or Xbox, enjoy it for what it's capable of doing. Enjoy it for its strengths. And don't let all of the fucking garbage taint your enjoyment. Don't let it interfere with it. Make your own decisions. It's a lot funner that way, I'm telling you. And and it's better for your... Sanity. <laughs> so anyway, I've been I've been uh, on this too long. So I'm JVb. I thank you guys for listening to another episode of the post game Re- post game report. Sorry, and uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care. Oh, by the way, um, let me know what you guys think of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I finished it. Oh man, it's amazing game. Amazing. All right, guys, take care.